Hi, this is Jamin Fraser, and you're listening to The Insecurity Project, solving the insecurity problem at a global level. The show is a combination of interviews with experts, authors, speakers, and individuals who've gone on to do amazing things in their life by eradicating insecurity. You'll hear real-life coaching sessions from people who are overcoming insecurity in their life, and you'll hear 10-Minute Tuesday, which is a chance for me to deliver some high-quality personal development content to help you in your own journey. I hope you enjoy the program. Now on to today's show. Hey folks, Jamin here. It's 10-Minute Tuesday time. This week, the big topic of dealing with shame. I think if we're honest with ourselves, most of us have had to had to struggle through areas of shame at some point or other in our lives. Often people are still severely limited by shame if they're really honest with themselves. So let's have a look at what is underneath shame and the way to get out of shame. So all emotion needs a story to sustain it. Uh, otherwise, it doesn't make any sense. So there has to be a backstory. There has to be an underlying belief to produce all behavior and all emotion in your life. So if you just try and behavior manage your way through change, that's, that's never a lasting or, or sustainable change strategy. Lasting change always comes when you deal with the underlying belief. So let's look there first and see what is the underlying belief around shame. It's basically the fear of being found out. It is that if you knew what I have done, you would reject me. You wouldn't like me. You'd think I'm a bad person. So therefore, I have to hide. I have to pretend. I have to run away from my past because it's scary. And and I've done stuff that I'm embarrassed about. And I've done stuff that I am ashamed of, that I don't like, that I don't understand. And I have to protect myself from, from being found out or for people understanding what I've done or who I really am. Therefore, you live with pretense and guardedness. It's not safe to be fully honest. You have to keep up a facade and pretend that you are someone you are not. When you are, when you are alone with your thoughts, it's a dark place. If you struggle with shame, you know, it's fine. You can run away often, you know, all day, but then you, your head hits the pillow at night and there you are with yourself alone. It can be a very, very dark place. And it's all based on this fear that if people found out what I'd really done, they would know who I really am and it would be all over. People wouldn't like me. I'd be rejected. I'd be found out as being no good. So let's have a look at the only way out of shame. The And, and when I say the only way out, the, the lasting way out, the way to actually overcome shame, not to manage it, not to medicate it, not to avoid it, but to actually deal with it. There is only one way out and that way out is through. Let's explore what that's going to take. You have to face your demons. The, the only way out of shame is to, to face yourself, is to sit with yourself. It's to know and accept yourself. That is the only way through. Now, that's easier said than done, but let me show you the process and what's involved. Basically, it, it, it involves understanding why you did what you did. It is to sit with yourself in a judgment-free space and to explore, okay, so so what actually happened there? I did some stuff I'm ashamed of. I did some stuff that I regret, that I don't like, that doesn't make sense to me, that's not not according to my values, yet I did do that. What does that say about me? Why did I do that? Um, Moving beyond just what you did, but why you did it, exploring the fact that underneath every negative behavior, there is a positive intention. You know, we are inherently good people trying to do the best we know how. 
that doesn't justify the behavior, but it says there was a positive intention there. I wasn't trying to hurt myself or hurt others. Obviously, I have resulted in hurting myself and hurting others, but that wasn't my intention. What was it? What was the positive intention? When you sit with yourself and know yourself and explore the intention and understand why you did what you did, then you can begin the process of forgiving yourself, of really accepting who you are and forgiving yourself and setting yourself free. This results in you being able to own your own goodness, to have sit, to have sat with yourself, to come out the other side and to go, okay, well, I am still a good person. This does not change my inherent goodness. Yes, I've done some stuff I'm not proud of, but it doesn't change the fact that I'm still a good person. This is the, the overcoming shame statement, to come out the other side and to be able to go, I know exactly what I did and why I did it, and I still like me. It's a powerful place to be at, and that is the way out of shame. So, again, easier said than done. I think the most useful tool set or, or framework to do this work is Tony Robbins' Six Core Needs. He says that uh, by virtue of the fact that we are human, we all have these needs operating inside us at a deeply cellular level. We all need certainty, variety, significance, love and connection, contribution and growth. I don't have time to go into those in detail, but you can read my book or, or his book. You know, There's lots of stuff written about these six core needs to really help you unpack them. But I think there are four really, really important implications of understanding how these needs play out in our life directly relating to this process of sitting with yourself and understanding why. This is a model that helps you explore the why behind the what. If you can't understand why you did what you did, then there's no there's no way you can come out the other side saying, I know who I am, I know why I did what I did, and I still like me. You're pretending you can't get there. Six Core Needs is a very useful technology to help us do that soul work. So here are these four things. The first is that all needs must be filled. So these needs are created in a vacuum, and they will be being filled one way or other in your life, resourcefully or unresourcefully. You know, people might say, oh, I don't need that much certainty. Oh, no, variety is not that important to me. I I could do without love and connection. Um, That may seem to be true, but it's never true. These needs are being met at all times in your life. And if you don't have a high-quality, resourceful way to meet these needs, then you will be sucking up unresourceful behavior that still meets these needs. Secondly, needs trump values. So the word trump means to override the natural order. You'd imagine you'd do what you... Uh, value. You'd imagine you'd behave in a way that's in line with what's most important to you. But this is why good people do bad things. This is why people who value health smoke. People who value honesty lie. People who value integrity cheat. This is why we do bad things. We do bad things not because we're bad people. We do bad things because we're needy people and we haven't found a better way to meet the need. Because needs override. They will be filled. So if, if you don't have a high-quality way to meet your needs that are in line with your values, inevitably you will be doing behaviors that still meet the need but pay no heed to your values. This is a crucial piece of understanding. So if you're going to change anything, the key is to swap it, not stop it. If you just find a behavior you don't like and just try and stop it, well, you create a vacuum again, and that need is going to be filled. So you will suck up something maybe even worse. And finally... Every negative behavior has a positive intention. We are just trying to bring we're just trying to bring peace and comfort to ourselves. That's all we're trying to do. We're good people doing the best we know how. It doesn't justify the behavior, but it helps us to understand the intention of why we did what we did.
So again, there's so much to unpack in here. So this is just an overview to help you begin this process of dealing with shame. But this is such a useful technology to be able to know yourself and understand why. Now, it's impossible to do self-awareness and self-judgment at the same time. So to know yourself and to sit with yourself requires higher levels of self-awareness. If you're beating yourself up, if you're blaming yourself, if you're judging yourself, then you will just pretend. You will not get to the bottom of what's going on in your world. To sit with yourself without judgment and compassion and kindness is the only way that you can get to the bottom of this and actually explore the intention behind the behavior that you did and the things that you are ashamed of. So just to remind you again, the only way out is through. The statement with which you come out the other end of of sitting with yourself and knowing yourself is to say, I know exactly what I did and why I did it, and I still like me. Therefore, if you did find out what I did and you didn't like me, well, that is your choice, but it doesn't change who I am and it doesn't change the fact that I am still a good person doing the best I know how. That's 10 Minute Tuesday for this week. I hope that's been useful. Please write in and send me any questions if you have any about this topic. I hope you're enjoying the uh, the podcast. And if you're interested in working through your own insecurity, well, have a look at the Overcoming Insecurity Boot Camp. It's a 30-day online coaching program, uh, high-quality frameworks and one-on-one coaching. You can find out more information at jamonfraser.com.